Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers, this year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, happy campers. It's Julia here with your awesome intro this week. Uh, We're coming back to you with one of our camp road trip series episodes. So on this episode that you're about to listen to, we go out to Great Barrington, Massachusetts, where we do a tour of Eisner Camp. Eisner was an awesome experience walking around there, and you guys are going to get to listen to all the great parts of it, but it is a URJ camp. In case you don't know what that is, it's the Union for Reform Judaism. So we finally went to a Jewish camp and got to see what it was all about. Uh, Some of our listeners know, Julia, that's me, and Sammy, uh, both Jews, uh, but we did not go to Jewish camp, so it was cool to learn what it could have been like. So first you're going to hear our interview with Sam, who we just love because we feel like he is truly a product of Eisner Camp. And then after Sam, we're going to chat with the director, Lewis, who's fantastic and took us all around the camp and introduced us to everyone, and then a couple other campers. And basically, we're just going to explore what makes Eisner so magical, because we all agree, Eisner's pretty, pretty freaking magical. Enjoy the episode, guys. Let's, uh, hello. Yeah, so my name is Sam. I've been coming to Eisner since 2010. Uh, I am currently a Mahon, and I live in the Messenger Leadership Center. Great. Can you explain what a Mahon is to our listeners? We've heard a little bit about it, but we're speaking to a, a real one right now. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a counselor and training program, but it's focused a little more on generalized leadership aspects than just being a counselor at camp. And so uh, while we're being set up for our experience second session, in which we'll be counselors, uh, it's more like, hey, like you're going off into your life soon. Here are some skills that you need for um, just your future. Yeah, because you're about to head into your senior year of high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I mean, like, <laughs> nervous. You know, there's yeah. a lot to do this summer. Uh, applying to college, doing this, got some schoolwork, got some nifty work, but yeah. managing But I'm sure all. you talk about this kind of stuff at your college interviews. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the plan? Oh, yeah. Show your leadership <laughs> skills? No, uh, it's, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, sure. so you're glad, you're, uh, are you glad that you chose to take this song? Because it seems like it was a lot of work. Um, yeah, it's definitely uh, a good chunk of work. I definitely wish I could sleep more over the summer. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a fantastic experience. And, you know, this is the place where I grew up. Yeah. Um, and it's a place where when I came in my first year, I had this counselor. Uh, and he was just himself. And he did not oh, care. Your eyes just lit up when you were speaking about him. He, he, uh, he's one of the people in my life who really taught me that it's okay to be me. Yeah. Um, and the way that he was himself and woke us up to Taylor Swift as, you know, eight and nine year olds was yeah. like kind of against the norm. But hey, country Taylor Swift is the best <laughs> kind of Taylor Swift. Um, so it was just a really fantastic time. Do you keep in touch with him at all? I have absolutely no idea where he is right now. No! Uh, I, was, I was nine years old. Like, I did Does not... he know that he inspired you to stay <laughs> all these years? Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I have talked to some counselors who do know him, and he is on Facebook, so uh, maybe I'll finally yeah. get the courage to uh, text him. But you him. had an awesome time your first summer. 
Well, well yeah, uh, are there are other elements. Okay, so, all right, <laughs> That's so a big generalization. I came in, uh, my brother had gone to camp for three years. Okay. And he really liked it. But I was kind of unsure, you know, I was kind of an introverted kid coming in with uh, just, yeah. Uh, and I was nervous. But as I got here and as I got into bunk nine on the top of uh, Chesed, it was just like, all of my worries faded away and these kids and these people and this place are just so incredible and so welcoming and so warm that it wasn't a problem and everything worked out great so what's your favorite part about Eisner oh it's a tough question um, yeah. <laughs> the community so I come from a town that isn't anything like this it's predominantly white upper class Republican, like, not to talk about politics, but, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and they're a little rigid. And yeah. so you come here and you find this place where everybody just loves everybody. Um, and it's a warm and it's a welcoming place. And coming here and seeing the smiles and the hugs and the love that is just tangible. Like, yeah. it, it is so evident that everybody here loves everyone else. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, I love that. That was yeah. such a good... You're so well-spoken. Like, for a 17-year-old yeah, guy. You're very you're We're, we really like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was say, okay, so what have you... Was it during the year, or is the plan for where after the summer when you're going to work with people in your community to kind of engage... Yeah, so the idea is that after the summer is over, uh -huh. we run a pop-up event for people in our community. Um, but what I've been doing since the start of high school is an organization called NIFTY, mm -hmm. uh, the North American Federation of Temple Youth. Um, and so we kind of do events like that all the time, so it's nothing new. But um, yeah, so we'll go home, we'll run an event, and we'll... Uh, We'll get that money. <laughs> yeah, it's a fundraiser. Yeah, uh, no. So oh, yeah. it's uh, for us to get paid. We need to do a pop event. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that money. <laughs> there we go. And here comes that sweet sweet money. Comes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, in reality, it's it's a way for us to go home and apply the skills in an environment that might not be automatically as accepting as they are here. Totally. And so it's hey, like let's face you with a little bit of adversity and really test out those skills. So what does your, like, day-to-day -day life as a Mahone look like? Like, do you participate in activities the same way the kids do? Like, how much of it is programming? How much of it is, like, camp? What's... I mean, oof, that's a tough question. So as Mahone, we don't really have a schedule. Okay. It's we, from day-to-day, -day, we do different things. So this week we're doing a kind of like learning week where we're learning all the skills that we will need and then next week we'll start doing something that we call internships which is we'll go into the units we'll go into the specialties cool. and we'll start finding out what maybe we want to do as we grow um into the staff role great uh you can say you can just say skip to this question but how has uh how have you enjoyed maybe relationships or romance over your time <laughs> no, I, no that's a fair question um you know, Lewis, as soon as you get into upper camp, sits you down and says, hey, we encourage you to find people who you really care about at camp. And if you find those relationships, please run with that. Just, you know, be camp appropriate. But um, that sort of freedom to find those people who you really do care about, I know has definitely helped me and helped some of my friends um, and encourage us to, you know, find a part of camp and find a part of ourselves that we might not find at home. Um, the people here are really different than at home. And so finding those people who you might have 
maybe more similarities with and the people that I might find at home is just really, really special and really, really incredible. That's awesome. What a diplomatic answer. <laughs> Sweetheart. <laughs> um, what's your favorite food at camp? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> there's so many. Another uh, tough question. <laughs> Uh, We're here to ask the tough questions. Yeah, no, this is this is the toughest of the tough. Oh no! When was the last time we had that? Uh, favorite food? I'm going to say probably pasta fest. Yeah. Uh, either pasta fest or or Israeli lunch. I'm a Ooh. big fan of the Israeli lunch. A lot of good falafel. Yeah. Uh, there's falafel, there's schnitzel, there are french fries, which are uh, very good. Uh, I love pita, Israeli Pita, hummus, pico de gallo, yeah. which isn't, like, Israeli, yeah. I don't no, think. No, it's but like cucumber, tomato yeah, salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. So the food here is definitely a plus about 95% of the time, for sure. All right. That's a strong statistic, yeah. I feel like. Um, and did, uh, did, are most of your friends from, like, oh, what is it? O Olim. Olim. Olim is the last year's campers, yeah. And there, are most of them here still for Mahon? Well, or do we you, have, does it dwindle down a little We bit? have 60 Mahon, and wow. I want to say there were maybe 100 kids, I'll, about. I'll, I'll give you the, the math, how it works. In Olim, about 85% of them come for full summer. Right. So if you figure there's about, oh, so over the course of the summer, there's about 125 different kids. So then um, generally about 100 of them go to Israel, whether it's on Heller High, our high school in Israel program, or Nifty in Israel, or one of the other programs. We have we're 100 to 110 of them will uh, go on on the trip and then so then the applications for Mahon um, generally of them we had about I think 75 and we have uh, 62 uh, participants 62 kids were accepted Great. Into that's the like program. a very strong t statistic it's yeah. a high retention rate I feel we're like hearing a lot of those good numbers. I know <laughs> I know this feels like a fun place I like it here definitely I love it here <laughs> definitely a fun it. place for sure. uh, have you been over to Israel yet so yeah um, I am one of the outliers I did not go on Nifty in Israel, and I did not go to Heller High. Right, right. Uh, no, you're right here with oh, us yeah, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so Which that we think been, is a good choice. That would have been, been last summer. Oh, I see, I see. Um, but I did not choose to do either of those experiences gotcha. uh, and have been saving myself to Were go on. Were you here on. last year, or did you take no, a year off? No, uh, so there's nothing for us to do on camp uh, besides the Omolim, which is just one day where we come back and visit. So gotcha. I was at home working at a local summer camp. Okay. Uh, just having an awesome summer. Yeah. yeah, no, like, how can you not? <laughs> so then you were stoked to come back this year? Absolutely excited. Yeah. Um, I totally missed my friends. You know, obviously a little nervous. Took a year off, but yeah. I came back and nothing had changed. So. Cool. That's great. But you're also leadership in Nifty. and I mean, Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's highly engaged in, Sounds like in so many things. And so I have plans to go ultimately, before I retire, he'll be my last assistant director hire. You so think I, so? I have it figured out. He doesn't know it yet. I, think, I can I mean, see I that. I can definitely away. see that. But yeah, yeah we'll he's see. a lot I, of pressure. A lot yeah. of, <laughs> just a little. I'm not sweating just over like, here, though. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's just the heat. It's just the heat. Um, do you have anything else that you want to tell us about Eisner and your experience? 
the one last thing I do want to say yeah. is if there are prospective campers out there and you are thinking like, hey, like I kind of want to go to summer camp and I'm not sure where to go, trust me, this is the place you want to go. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was, you know, we like to, I like to joke with my parents and my brother does too that sometimes they make bad decisions uh, and that's just part of parenting. But in terms of the good ones that they've made, sending us here and having us come here and allowing us to come here year after year has been one of the most formative and one of the best that they've ever made. Wow. That was so nice. So beautiful. Thank oh, you so much for talking to us. Absolutely. Thanks for talking to us. We start all of our tours uh, here in the, the Beit Tefillah or Outdoor Sanctuary because I think that everything that we do in this camp is based out of uh, this space. It's, it's based on Torah, it's based on Jewish values and morals, ethics, um, and which are really humanistic as well. We have, we have staff and, uh, of, of many faiths, but everyone coming here, knowing that they're helping young people and themselves grow up to be stronger and, and, um, and better adults. And so everything comes out of here, including our opening ceremony. When I first started here, um, I, we did an opening just like most camps. The sport director would jump up and say, hi, my name's, you know, Lewis, and we're going to play football. And then the, the arts person would jump up and tell them what the show was going to be or, or what they're going to paint and do. And, and every leadership staff member would go across the stage and just say, hi, my name is. And that was really the opening ceremony when I first came here. But the closing was so spectacular. Most camps all have this, this beautiful closing for us. It's, it's Havdalah around the lake and candles and, and beautiful music and song and, and uh, unit heads sharing uh, uh, memorable moments with the whole camp. And uh, of course, we have a slideshow and video show, all of those things as well. But I saw that and it wasn't congruent with starting camp. And I think a camp of this nature, you need to really make a statement. Like we're here for much more than just learning how to play lacrosse or learning how to throw a pot. While they do all of those things and do them really well, and I would say kids gain tremendous skills uh, at all of our, our activities, um, that the, the greatest skill is character, integrity, um, values, Jewish identity, um, and a commitment to, uh, to helping our fellow man. And I think that uh, it's based out of Reform Judaism, and that's how our program works. So we won't do any program that would hinder the ability of self-esteem and uh, identity and community to grow. I like that. So did you have your opening ceremony last night? We, we had our opening ceremony. Uh, we opened on Sunday. And so, um, so basically, um, they come down here uh, by unit, by age group. And the Torahs um, were not put in the ark yet. So, um, and it's kind of the idea of consecrating the place. The place is empty, although it's a rental facility throughout the year. It only comes to life when the people are here, when the campers and staff are here. And so um, 
the Torahs need to come back out and be placed in, in our ark, and it's a way of uh, very uh, a ceremony in, in the oldest campers passing down traditions to the youngest campers and people taking hold of the Torah and passing it from one to another. In essence, a commitment that I have your back. I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to live by certain values while being here. Camper to staff, staff to camper, staff to staff, camper to camper, all the way through. I talk about that um, the Torah is our holy item, um, but I don't believe it becomes holy unless we behave holy. And this space doesn't become holy just because it's an outdoor sanctuary. It's not holy because the Torah is here. It's holy because of the people that are here and holy because of our interactions with one another. You behave holy, then we have a holy place and a space. And, and I use that in terms of behaviors, that how we treat each other, how we live together. So we take that a step further by going into the cabin that very first night and we create what's called a Brit Kihila, um, a community covenant, how we're gonna live together. So campers sit down together to create their rules for the cabin on that very first night. So for instance, I won't touch your stuff without asking. And they go around as everyone in, in agreement. Okay, we're gonna put that up there. Then at the end, what happens is everyone initials that and signs that, um, that list of, of our cabin rules. And what I found is today with social media and texting and all of that, the kids don't have the real ability for conflict and to how to deal with conflict and conversation. So because we're an electronics free uh, community, um, we capitalize on communication. So every week they actually sit down um, we have uh, we facilitate a conversation. Did we live this way? Did we meet our expectations of one another? And it, it helps children learn how to say, I really appreciated when you, you included me in the game, or it really hurt my feelings that you didn't allow me to join you guys. And to really teach them how to interact in that way, and that children have a voice, and, and it's a powerful voice. And here we want to um, even uh, raise the volume on that voice for them to know um, that they, they can advocate for not only themselves, but for others. And we do it even through a day of action. Um, we, are, we, are, uh, we take our campers out to volunteer in the community. Um, we're, we're meeting with uh, both parties of politicians on, in Albany on the Capitol steps this summer with our older campers. Um, and so we do a variety of, of things throughout the summer um, so that children really know the, the power that they have and how to communicate effectively, how to stand up for themselves and to stand up against others um, and to, to really uh, be a good friend, but also how to um, work situations out without having someone um, come in to mediate that. Our, right. our, our training, I'll just, we have the longest uh, orientation of, I think, any camp in the country. It's over three weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, we have a week that anyone that supervises anyone in camp comes for a week. They're the first ones that come. And we train them about mentorship support. 
Um, in fact, we have a definition of what supervision is here, that it means constant and ongoing support and mentorship with immediate uh, positive or constructive feedback. So it means that the people that supervise anyone has to be visible and present so that the younger people know they have someone to turn to and depend on. So they train for a week during that. Then anyone that teaches anything, coaches and instructors, some camps call them specialists, but I, they're coaches and instructors. Um, and they come and they train and get certified in their craft. Um, then the third week, everyone is trained in childcare ages and stages of child development, how to get things done, what do you do if there's a missing bag of laundry, and emergency procedures. So I wanted our people to not only be safe, but to know how to work with children. So um, we pay a little bit more um, because they're here a little bit longer, but we find that, that the benefit is paid off greatly. Average number of years, I have a 10th grader is 6.7 years, meaning they've started in third grade and they don't leave until 10th grade. Right now I have uh, 90 11th graders traveling through Euro Eastern Europe and Israel as part of their program, and another 62 children that are part of our uh, Mahon program, which is a leadership training program, but some camps call it counselor and training. We look at it as a year-round program, like an internship, that they start running activities for their friends and unengaged Jewish friends in their community, uh, whether it's through NIFTI or national uh, youth movement or through their congregation or even just under the auspices of their family and camp saying I want to I want you to connect and so we do a variety of things in training them in in different ways um, are entering 12th graders but camper wise we have about 576 campers exactly Do you have sessions uh, we have uh, we have a four-week session a three-week session and we have uh, a couple of two-week sessions for entering second and third graders. And But the whole summer is six, six weeks? It's seven weeks. seven weeks. And so I would say almost half of our campers come full summer, okay. but certainly as you get older, they tend to come longer. Longer, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and so that, that just so that you have a sense how the program works. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's six periods. Uh, in the in the day, really seven maybe, uh, because one of them is a free play. Is this Bonim? Halutzim. Okay, so they're entering sixth graders. So at every sports site, are just sixth grade. So right now we are at 10:30, right? So they're just starting. So right now our youngest kids are, um, which are second and third graders, in addition to our fourth and fifth graders. So they are in the education program, so now they're going to meet with the kitchen staff today, all of that. Sixth graders are at sport instruction, and entering seventh graders are at their outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. So it's like every day the type of activity is at the same time, but you get to choose which one you want to do. Correct. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. So that, yeah, the same schedule. So everyone knows it's swim at 10. Yeah. Um, and But I'm going to go to my swim group. And, um, or like, and it, I want yeah. to play lacrosse and, and someone else wants to play soccer or whatever. Right, exactly. And so, um, and they, they sign up for some of this even before camp begins. Okay. So that way their first day we can already get them to activities. Yeah. And then they'll, every Friday they choose for the next week. And we have a sorter program that, that helps us with that.
um, to make sure that everyone occasionally gets their first, second, third choice. And by the way, even that is intentional because um, to develop resiliency for children, you need a bump or a bruise. You right. need yeah. a disappointment. <laughs> and, and, and parents... The stakes are very low when you Parents don't get today really try to prevent that. And, um, and um, which, which I think is hurting. Yeah. Um, and so we are very intentional that every camper has to get a little disappointment to be able to become stronger and to be able to deal with disappointment in life. Not that we do things to disappoint them, <laughs> no, but, like but they first, don't get second, first or choice, third. You right. know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Low stakes disappointment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is not an instructional sport ultimate frisbee so it's a different group but some some athletics are part of the outdoor activities and some uh, are part of instruction what do you call this field here this is universal lawn and so ultimate frisbees played here that was manor house lawn for lacrosse it's also where my Daughter's going to get married. And oh, wow. So, so going to walk down there and uh, all of that will be there. Okay. But, but this is where Did the... you get a good deal on the venue? I had to, I'm <laughs> renting it. It's, it's not cheap, but, um, but it will be beautiful. It will be beautiful. But someone lived in this home. And w one of the really beautiful things about stories or myths about William Walker, truth is he had a daughter, Gertrude. They, they talk about that her ghost um, is, is here, and we have plenty of stories about Gertrude, so I do believe in her. Um, but I have seen pictures. She was in a wheelchair, probably polio. And um, the, the story is that he built the, this camp the, uh, or this, his estate this way because she couldn't travel to Europe, so he wanted Europe to come to her. Oh, wow. So in this universal lawn, there were a hundred different species of trees. That um, in Manor House, there are English paintings. There's an Aeolian organ, um, which only six in the United States. That and you'll see the different styles of architecture throughout. That um, are pretty magnificent and reminiscent of what it looked like in Europe, you know, a uh, hundred and fifty years ago. So, um, so uh, pretty no one nice. No resides in that house anymore. I, I use it for staff uh, yeah. during the summer and retreats uh, during the, the year. This is a, our newest building. One of the most significant changes that we've made is um, in camping, most camps were built almost like a pyramid and the, the least uh, or fewest uh, resources were allocated for the oldest of campers because most camps they go off to travel or you know and they they stop coming at our camp they kept coming and so with a consistent return rate it means that the people coming for CITs I told you I have have 62 campers in that program that um, when we when I first started we had only 30 spaces they didn't have anywhere to live and it was really just about counselor and training but I had 90 applicants so we shopped and and continued to try and raise money to to change this 
and um, an organization and a family step forward that we built space for 80 children. Wow. So I've turned away over a thousand kids during my tenure here. Wow. And this is the worst time that you would ever turn someone away, 17 years old. This is my spiritual home and you teach me all of this stuff and then you say, now that I'm, you know, you can't take me. So finally, a few years ago, we were able to build this building and build a year-round program related to it. And um, I think it has uh, truly enhanced uh, not only our camp, but our communities back at home. We, we were able to um, have 600 unengaged Jewish teams involved in activities that last summer's kids ran for them throughout the year. Oh, wow, cool. Significant, significant. Yeah. That's a lot. yeah. <laughs> happy Camper Podcast. All yeah. right. We're happy campers. You are? You yeah. want to talk to us? I mean, we're not campers. We're not campers. Oh, we know, we know. What are you? We're Mahom. The whole thing. Everyone struggles with, I'm not a camper. They're, they're hits. I'm not a camper, and I'm not a staff, but legally they're campers, right? But I try to not treat them like campers. But And they're saying, so what the hell am I? And so uh, they're Mahom. And so here is is um, one age group that that is um, at swim instruction. Now this looks like entering eighth grade, so they're more playing than being instructed. Anyone that wants correct, and they're the ones getting instruction. If they're on a swim team, all of that. But everyone's been swim tested. So those that want to really improve, we work with them. But at this age group, 8th, 9th, and 10th, to force them to, to do things um, is, is no fun. So, so we, this is, they're all in the water, though, so, which is, is great on a day like today. Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. What's your name? Dahlia. Dahlia. Ella. Ella. Ariel. Adam. Cool. How many years have you guys been going to Eisner? Five. This is my third summer. This is my fifth also. Sixth. Oh my gosh. Uh, How old are you guys? I'm 13. I'm 12. 13. 13. Alright. Sorry, I lost my place. A lot of Just yelling. Just because you were cheering? Yeah. yeah. And what, is this day three of camp? Um, yeah. Something like that? Uh, how excited are you to be back this summer? Extremely. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah. Do you wait all year just to come back for them? Uh, yeah. yeah. Some of my best friends here. Oh, yeah? Do you guys keep in touch during the year? Yeah, we do. How do you keep in touch? Texting. Texting. Snapchat? Yeah. 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 That's the cool stuff. Um, so we've been hearing a lot. We were hanging out with Lewis for, for the past hour or so, yeah. And we were hearing all about just, like, you know, how you work on yourself as a person here and how you have friendships and how you're a big community in the Eisner bubble. What, is, what does that mean to you guys? Uh, it's really a learning experience um, just because it's something uh, completely separate from your normal life. So you can spend time with people you normally wouldn't because they live in different areas so you can learn from them, learn, I, I don't know, a lot of like social things and just social norms too, and just being yourself.
It's awesome. It's what about like, you guys? It's like coming back every year and seeing all your best friends that you already know, but also um, like making better bonds with other people that you don't know as well, and like inviting people in who are new. Cool. And like Shabbat and Eisner Camp is like so much fun, and it makes it a lot more fun than like it would be at home. Yeah. Because like you're with your friends and like there's song session and like dancing and everything. And like the kindness things that you were talking about, um, becoming a better person, like no one teaches you that, or it's not something people like talk about really um, outside of camp. Yeah. So it's cool to come here and have that be like a norm. How do you think you've grown in the past couple summers? Um, I guess I became a better person. A better person, a better friend. Yes. Yeah. She's improved a lot. And like making sure your area is like clean in your bunk. Yeah. Do you guys have cleanup time, right? And you have to like help the whole bunk like clean up every like the bathrooms. So we all have responsibilities every day other than just cleaning our own area. Like we have like cleaning the toilets, the sinks, the mirrors, the porch, like everything. Yeah. That's great. That is great. Um, so when you go home at the end of the summer, do you feel like you kind of have these skills that you can kind of bring out into the world and like teach your friends and like be a good example to everyone around you. Yeah, yeah. all these responsibilities that we can and bring back home. Yeah, and teaches a lot about like, how to be like more responsible. Your parents are really happy. You guys know how to like make your beds every day and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying that uh, you think going to Shabbat services here is a lot more fun than at home. You guys agree? Yeah, I go to a conservative temple, so it's very different. But um, I really enjoy it a lot. <laughs> But you guys are all very lucky to be here. That's cool. Cool. Thanks for talking to us. Enjoy the summer. We walk around and, and on opening day and talk to campers and staff, uh, even during staff week. That relationships are, are an important thing to me, that I'm a fan of relationships. It's interesting. Most camps say, you know, that no, no PDA. I, I found that I want campers to have real role models and um, people that they can look up to and admire. So we really talk about relationships. Opening day, I go around to seventh grade and up, and I talk to them, and I ask anyone in a relationship, you know, and staff will raise their hand, and I ask them, so what's important to you? And so just, so tell me, what's important in a relationship? You're asking me I'm asking you right now. I'm interviewing you. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see, like trust, respect, admiration. Uh, Enjoying the person's yeah. company. Communication. Yeah. Them being nice to you. Communication. Yeah. All of that, those are the most important elements. So camp is a great place to explore and deepen the emotional side of a relationship. At some point, people decide to become physically intimate. And at that time, it will be mutually consensual and that um, they'll be older and they'll be under their parents care yeah. and so <laughs> and so so we do talk about it so their kids are allowed to hold hands you know that that we're not militant and i also say if a staff member you're in a relationship i don't want you to hide that but i want you to show them that what is appropriate so for them to to kiss their their significant other good night and kids see that I think that's really healthy and, uh, and gives them real role models instead of what they're seeing in movies and what they're seeing in and magazines. Yes, and so they see it and then they want to emulate that. And we found that ever since, that's been 10, 12 years that I've really had um, only wonderful elements of that throughout um, 
our, our camp program. You know, going back, uh, that everything was considered, whatever was personal was private. Um, and I found that, that that was a little hypocritical. Like, we're, we're a camp that has wonderful role models for children to look up to, heroes of today, right here, right now. And so it was probably 10, 12 years ago that a, um, a staff member who grew up here, loved him, said to me, you know, Lewis, you know I'm gay. I said, yes, I know, okay. And uh, he said, well, what do I say to my campers if they ask? And there was a policy in camping, basically, don't tell. Like you, and I said, of course you're going to tell them. And, you know, that you'll, you are a wonderful human being and be proud of who you are and never hide that. And that's been our, our approach. I mean, we were the first camp in the, the country, not just religious camp, but camp that uh, had a transgender child live with the gender they identified with. And certainly it was a hard process in figuring out that all the things people were worried about were really silly and that, it, that, um, that of course, she can be a camper here. And, um, and our community, our organization um, made resolutions. The whole reform movement um, moved everything forward um, to make certain that everyone feels accepted, embraced, included, and that's been our approach. We're demonstrating and living real-life values and ethics rather than talking about them. Oh, you should, you should embrace people. No, we, are embra we do embrace people, and they know it, and they know um, that we embrace our differences and our similarities. Um, and so th those are elements that when we talk about our mission statement, our all of it is completely congruent. So that's all I've worked towards, is how do we make certain that everything is in line. Hey. So this is the Sophie Bay Oh. That's why I like this building. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is cool. We renovated this and we took down, we categorized every plaque, yeah. labeled every plaque, took pictures and drew diagrams so that we could put every plaque back where it came down That's from. Amazing. But we fixed all the rotting wood, painted it, and um, actually sealed some of them that were, were rot you know, starting to fade away. And so um, this was a big deal. And that summer, for the 50th anniversary, we had every camper put at least one screw in. So they were all part of the renovation. That's so, so that nice. But uh, that you asked about the camp song, which is called Over, Over the, the Rafters. Rafters. Yeah. So um, a staff member in the 80s, Ricky uh, Schiffman, um, was sitting here at a, uh, the story goes, at a staff meeting uh, board and had a pad. And he was copying down lines from different plaques. The Midnight Men um, and... Um, creative BS, and there's all these different inside jokes that are on these plaques, and he may not have even known what some of them were, but he was able to write a song about them, and it's stuck. And it's really a beautiful song, and in the end, um, it, it's, uh, it talks about keeping the hill alive. 
and that's Olim Hill. Yeah. And and so I just got goosebumps. <laughs> but and and that's symbolic of of everything that we do. And um, campers love it. We end our song sessions with it. And every alum comes back to see this building because this represents their childhood. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of BFF plaques. Yes, yes. So and someone that's, will that's like what take, it was. They yeah. would sneak in and and do it. So um, we uh, have to sometimes lock this building up at night. John Shapiro and Matt Wiener, yeah. BFF. John was a um, uh, a um, assistant director here for me here at Crane Lake. Uh, Matt uh, has a child here now, I mm -hmm. think. So. Um, a lot of them yeah, represent all different different eras. We'll go and find some people, and and you'll talk to other people. Great. Here we go. Hi, I'm Samantha Tischler. I'm in Havarim. I'm 13 years old. I've been going to camp for four years. Hi, I'm Talia Cantor-Lieber. I've been going to camp for six years. I'm in Havarim, and I'm 12 years old. Great. Uh, so, why do you think that Eisner is so special? Um, because no matter how hard life gets outside of school, no matter how stressed out you are at school, you can always come back to camp and it's a safe place for everybody where you can forget um, about everything that you're having trouble with in the outside world. And we call it the bubble because it makes you feel so safe and protected. And it's such a, it's isolated from everything else in the world. It feels like it's just camp and that's all there is. And everyone has one thing in common and that's that we're all Jewish. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's special because not a lot of my friends are Jewish and I don't like have a lot in common um, with um, uh, in terms of like religion. Um, and so when I come here, and I talk about how my family, you know, does Shabbat on Fridays. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, me too." And it's like, um, it's just, it's an amazing thing that so many people that are Jewish can all be in one place. That's a great question. Uh, yeah. So, how do you feel? How do you guys feel about Shabbat here? Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's just great because we have the service and we have a really nice dinner. Everyone dresses in white and you all feel united because you're all wearing white together and you get to dance and sing and just Every week everyone wears white? Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's amazing because at, you know, at home Shabbat is just like, oh yeah, Shabbat. Or That's like, what I'm saying, man. I grew up and Shabbat to... was super boring. Yeah, but it's, you guys... it's boring at home and it's, <laughs> it's not fun and here everybody looks forward to it and it's just the highlight of everybody's week and you all dance and sing and it's just so amazing to be a part of that mm -hmm. that's great do you guys see yourself coming back for many years to come absolutely yes, yes. Of, course. of course yeah, of course definitely and um, do some of your friends back home they go to different camps or something like that yeah. And they, you guys think you go to the best camp? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We go to the best camp. Yeah, Eisner's great. Yeah. Nothing's as special as Eisner. Start with Naomi. Um, I'm Naomi. I'm a Bonim general counselor or a fun specialist, as we tell our kids. Um, I'm 18 years old, and this is my 12th summer at Eisner. Amazing. Hi, my name is Jillian. I'm a Havarim counselor and a Lamut specialist. I'm 18 years old, and this is my 11th summer at Eisner. Wow. 
Hi, I'm Yitzhak. Uh, I'm a Bonim unit head. Um, and this is actually only my fourth summer at camp, and I'm 22. So you started as a counselor? Yes. Okay, cool, great. Um, all right, so can you talk a little bit about why Eisner is just like so special to you and why you keep coming back and why you'll come back forever and ever and ever? <laughs> um, I think it's definitely about like the people here, like as, as um, like cliche as that sounds, like you definitely, when you're little, you start, you come to camp because of your friends, you come because you have family here, like Eisner's a huge place where we have like cousins, siblings, people that end up feeling like cousins and siblings, and um, everyone kind of knows each other, so it uh, feels like a really safe and happy community, a nice break. Um, I think it's also a really incredible place to foster independence and as a camper coming here and being away from my parents and away from school and home like really allowed me to grow both as just a person um, and as a Jew which is why I'm a Lumut specialist now. I think it's really important to help kids really find their Jewish identities whether or not that's through traditional Jewish education or living in a bunk with other um, campers, going to Teva, stuff like that. All of these experiences I think as a whole has really helped um, me and a lot of my campers and a lot of my friends grow um, really tremendously. Uh, yeah, so four summers ago when I came for the first time, I think that I was feeling a lot of the same things that my campers now feel when they come, because uh, my campers are eight and nine, so it's their first summer away from home. They're nervous, they don't know if they're going to make friends, and that's exactly where I was, uh, very nervous coming in, didn't know if I was going to make friends. And I think whether it's the youngest campers or the oldest staff members, what Eisner has created here is a space where everyone's welcome, and no one's a stranger, and everyone can be themselves, and not just like the normal themselves there during the year, but really the best version of themselves. So if someone wants to do something that maybe they never had the strength to do, or whatever brave enough to really like put themselves out there, Eisner is a space where they can try it and get that confidence to bring those skills back into the real world and then implement them and be the best versions of themselves outside of camp. That was amazing. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, so I know we're only a couple days into the kids being here, but you guys have all been here training for a, at least over a week or two, something two like that. About two, two weeks. weeks. One week. One week. Three, Three weeks. Wow, wow. you were here for a long time. Wow. All the time. Um, so what would, did you guys enjoy the, the counselor training part of all of it? Um, yeah, I was um, really excited actually just waiting for the kids to come. Um, we've been going through a lot of programming, a lot of sitting through safety and training and learning about different ages and their developments. And the more that we talked about them and the more that we learned, I think, the more I like started getting excited yeah. for them to come, two weeks being at camp, while it's amazing and you're with your friends, it's it feels so empty. And I think opening day was just such a beautiful experience with like all the kids coming and all of our hard work over the past three and a half weeks um, has just really um, accumulated into something amazing. You guys are ready and you're excited. Yeah. yeah they like did a good job of like pumping you up and getting yeah. you prepared for the kids to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, we were all super, super excited to see kids, and I know especially, like, for a lot of my friends that um, most of us were campers here and um, have been here for a long time and remember being their age and remember being the age of our campers and waiting in line at 7 in the morning before the gates open and praying we didn't have lice and running up to our bunks to check if we were with our friends and, like, giving our parents those, like, last big squeezes and then, like, shooing them out the door so we could start the summer. And it was, at least for me, because this was my first time being um, a full staff member, to get to see that from 
on the other end and to watch it was like a really beautiful thing. So you were Mahon last year yeah. and you were too? Uh, no, two years two ago. Two years ago. And so here's a question. As coming in as a newbie, like not having gone to camp here, did you find that like you kind of just like walked in and met all these awesome staff people that had been together for a long time and then kind of like welcomed you into their crew? Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I think coming in, obviously, there's a lot of already established friendships and camp memories and things like that. And I, know, I obviously, I didn't know the traditions, and I didn't know the songs, and I didn't know what to do for 10 minutes when someone says announcements into the microphone. <laughs> but all of the, like, the feelings of just, like, falling in love with this place and with the relationships, with the campers, with everything was, like, very immediate. So in some ways, I felt very new, uh, and in some ways, I felt very, like, experienced, like I was coming back to a place I already knew. Did most of your guys' like bunks come back to be counselors? Like, what do you think the percentage is? Uh, def not my entire bunk at all. Um, okay. It was really just me and like my best friend, who has been my best friend since 2009. Because when we of were, camp? Yeah, when we were the youngest campers here. Um, we came back and like we've really been going through this experience together. Um, but I think one of like probably my favorite things about camp is that regardless of whether or not your friends um, from your bunks have come back year after year. There are always more people to meet um, and more people to like develop new friendships. And I have become so close with so many people that as a camper, I didn't even really know. Um, and now I consider some of my closest friends. Are you and your BFF gonna put a plaque in there? We already have. <laughs> <laughs> off the record. You just sneak it in or something when you put it up? Yeah, it was when we were um, in Oleem, so as oldest, yeah. the oldest campers, so we put one in, but don't tell Lewis. <laughs> no, no, never, no. never. <laughs> I hope he, he won't listen to this part. We can cut that out. Yeah, I think like the return rate kind of depends based on like the year. Like different mm -hmm. units have different return rates. So I had like a decent amount of my friends come back. Mm. My best friend actually since I was little at camp didn't come back this mm. summer. But a lot of my really good friends are here and um, a lot of like uh, the way friend groups form, at least when you're older, um, is at an Olim. You have an Olim bunk and it's around six, probably like five to seven people. And um, you get super close with them because those are the people you live with. And um, four out of the six of us came back this year so Good definitely birth. still a still a lot of people and um i think it's definitely um it's really special to be a counselor and to see your friends be counselors and to watch them with kids is like kind of like this pride Whoa. moment like we all yeah. walk around like proud moms like giving our <laughs> friends like thumbs up while we see them with their campers but also um when you're a camper it's a little bit more um rigid like you spend more time with your unit just because you're younger and those are the people you're doing activities with so it's definitely uh really cool to see some of the older um campers uh that i looked up to as kids now being like counselors with me and getting to spend more time with them and be friends with them is definitely a really cool experience okay i think i have one more well, yeah well I, uh what were your favorite activities that was camper? gonna be my question is what's your favorite part about camp yeah oh my gosh I always, I was really, I was like a really hyper energetic camper, <laughs> but was, was into like the chill activities. Like anytime I was able to just sit on the hill with my friends um, and talk and make friendship bracelets and braid hair and stuff, like it, as cliche and like stereotypical as it sounds, like those are, I think, the memories 
that I remember the most, or my favorite, okay, my favorite actually was when there were thunderstorms and oh, we weren't okay. allowed to go outside. And in my Olean bunk, there was one time we had like this awful thunderstorm, like lightning was like striking camp. And we, um, like we all got into like this little cuddle puddle in the middle of our bunk, all seven of us. Oh. And it was like just one of the most special moments that I've ever had at camp. It was like, it's just surrounded by my friends and the place that I love. Um, just being together and being in that moment, and it's something I will never forget. What a good story. Um, I think definitely services. I love Shabbat at camp. That's what I think that, says. Yeah, <laughs> Shabbat at camp is like really one of the most special times in the whole summer, and also I think is when I feel the most like spiritually connected to like my surroundings and to the people around me and to Judaism. And definitely my Jewish identity is way stronger because I was a camper here. And when I think about Judaism, a lot of the roots of those values and a lot of the tunes even and the music that I sing is like deeply rooted in Eisner. I think it's such a special thing to, I have, I have young campers, they're eight and nine, and to to teach them the prayers and to watch them learn to sing the blessings is such a special and unique experience and to have that be so positive when sometimes like Hebrew school during the year can be kind of negative or boring but at camp we sing and we dance and we have so much fun with our friends is super special and then I, I think anyone who you ask here at a certain age at camp stops wanting to do activities and just kind of <laughs> wants, wants to, to sit on the hill friends. and hang out with their friends and I have like a similar experience that I think for my friends it was in Havarim and we were supposed to be like doing like the ultimate frisbee hook maybe and we all kind of boycotted and um, like all lie down together and cloud watched and it's like moments oh. like that that like you remember forever and those are those are still the people that are here and their counselors with me. That's awesome. Beautiful. All right, noobs, what's your favorite part? <laughs> um, I think I don't have the experience of the upper camp counselors um, of that kind of like older age just wanting to uh, lie down because I've always been with Bonium, so it's eight and nine-year-olds. So I see camp very much through the eight and nine-year-old eyes, which is coming to a place where like all of a sudden you have all these things that you never had uh, back home. So you have pottery wheels and you have an archery range. And like when's the last time you got to like go up and like cook over like this open fire and go hiking in the woods and like all this new exciting stuff. So any of that that like you never even thought you'd be able to do but now you get to run around and do everything. It's just like so exciting. It's more exciting than like a kid in the candy store. <laughs> it's just like trying to do everything. So there is no one activity that's the most exciting. It's just everything. Just trying new stuff. Cool. That's awesome. Thank that's you guys great. so much for talking yeah. to us. Thanks for talking Thanks. to us. Thanks for doing this. This is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to listen to it. Yeah, yeah in the it'll fall. Be it'll be out in the fall. Yeah, Happy campers. The, check uh, it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, great episode, right? Let's give it up for Eisner Camp. Thank you so much to everyone who spoke to us. We loved speaking with you. We loved meeting you. Uh, thanks for inviting us into your camp. A huge thank you to Lewis for spending the whole afternoon with us and connecting us to amazing people. Uh, we love Eisner Camp and we're huge fans and think that everyone who went there has great memories and stories and um, can't wait for that camp to keep going for many more years. So you guys should all check it out. Send your kids there. Awesome spot. Uh, check us out on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Send us an email on Gmail and uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can rate, review, and uh, you should probably give us five stars because... You know, it's a tough world out there, and camps are all we got. It's all we got, guys, camps and podcasts. Uh, Sammy's not here, so I'll do the honors. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out.
Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.